Hi there. Welcome to Anxiety Talks. My name is Doriam Jacino and I'll be your host for the series. Anxiety Talks will be a mini podcast series on the realities of separation anxiety disorder within children. Before we dive in, I'd like to give you some background on separation anxiety disorder, or SAD for short. While still considered an anxiety disorder, separation anxiety disorder presents itself very differently. SAD is defined by the 5th edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, or the DSM-5, as developmentally inappropriate and excessive anxiety in regards to separation from major attachment figures. Major attachment figures are individuals in the patient's immediate and intimate life who aid the child with development. They're usually the primary caregivers, uh, for example, parents, grandparents, nannies, people of those sorts. For a proper diagnosis, the child must meet three or more of the eight possible criteria. These symptoms simply express how the anxiety will physically present itself from the child to the caregiver. The symptoms include recurrent excessive distress when anticipating or experiencing separation from home or from major attachment figures, persistent and excessive worry about losing major attachment figures or about possible harm coming to them, Persistent and excessive worry about experiencing an untoward event that causes separation from a major attachment figure. This can include getting lost, being kidnapped, having an accident, or becoming ill. Persistent reluctance or refusal to go out, away from home, to school, to work, or elsewhere because of fear of separation. Persistent and excessive fear or reluctance about being alone or without major attachment figures at home or in other settings. Persistent reluctance or refusal to sleep away from home or to go to sleep without being near a major attachment figure. Repeated nightmares involving the theme of separation and repeated complaints of physical symptoms when separation from major attachment figures occurs or is anticipated. These physical symptoms can manifest as headaches, stomach aches, nausea, and or vomiting. As you may have noticed, repeated, persistent, and excessive are reoccurring words within each of the eight criteria. This is what differentiates simple developmental separation anxiety from SAD. In order to be diagnosed with the disorder, children must exhibit these behaviors for a span of over four weeks. Although children experience an expected amount of separation anxiety throughout their first three years of life, this usually appears in what people would consider phases. These so-called flare-ups would be spaced out over time and would not disrupt the child or their parents' daily functions. I specifically mentioned how a child without the disorder would not cause disruption to their parents' daily life. So hold on to that thought because it will come up later in the episode. I know, I know. You may be wondering what could possibly cause separation anxiety to go from something that is developmentally acceptable to developmentally inappropriate. The causes for SAD seem very broad and generalized. The causes can be biological or they can be environmental. Biological refers to the possibility that predisposed genes and biological tendencies within our bodies can be passed on from a parent. In other terms, SAD, or anxiety disorders in general, can be hereditary. In terms of environmental causes, there can be many reasons. 
A child whose caregivers are anxiety and fear-ridden can unintentionally teach these behaviors. Life stress is also a major environmental factor. This presents as a loss, whether a person in their life or a pet, change in schools, divorce, a move to a new neighborhood, immigration, parental intrusion or overprotection, and the disaster that involves periods of separation from attachment figures. Now that you have a bit of the background knowledge needed to further explore and understand SAD, let's get into my personal interest in the disorder. Here's a clip for you to listen to. Although hard to hear, that was an actual recording of a five-year-old child going through an episode of separation anxiety. The full clip includes the child pleading with their mother to not go to work during the child's bedtime routine. A recent change of household has worsened the behaviors. This change in household is an environmental cause of SAD. The child's unwillingness to go to bed without this major attachment figure present and her excessive worry about losing her parent while she goes off to work or possible harm being done to her are just enough to meet diagnostic criteria. This is not to mention the mother's history of anxiety disorder as well as separation anxiety disorder. I specifically chose to include the possibility of disruption of the parent's life earlier in the episode because although there's obvious stress and disruption to the child's life and routine, many would not take into consideration just how much it affects that of a concern. The mother in the clip goes on to express how she has already missed work the day prior in order to accommodate for her child's feelings. These behaviors have far exceeded the four-week reoccurrence and are now at a point where treatment is being seeked. Treatments for SAD can come in two forms. The most common consists of behavior therapy, more specifically cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT. This helps children understand their anxiety and fears and assist with its management. They teach coping skills in order to help the child realize when they're feeling anxious and how to work through it. Medication is also used if therapy doesn't help. SSRIs, or Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitor, is an antidepressant that helps by increasing serotonin levels. Anti-anxiety medication may also be prescribed, but can be habit-forming. That wraps up this week's episode. I hope we provided you with lots of information on a topic that doesn't necessarily get enough time in the spotlight. While this may be your first time hearing about separation anxiety disorder in children, it's a reality to many parents out there. The next few episodes of the podcast will dive a little deeper into SAD and will take a personal approach by using real-world examples. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Until next time, this was Anxiety Talks. Thank you.